Amen. What is a joy to be here this morning. Got a few announcements for you. Um, our children's ministry have the big drop coming up, which is on October 22nd, following our morning worship. Our kids ministry is in need of people to help those that would be willing to welcome guests as they uh, register, facilitate games and crafts, and help with setup and cleanup. If you are interested in that, you can go see Melanie. Uh, over in the children's area on my left, that's your right. Uh, if you're able to serve that day, please let us know uh, so that Melanie will know that she has plenty of people come in to help. Also, our deacon nomination is continuing till October 22nd. Forms are at the welcome desk. Uh, I'll just remind you that first you need to pray and fast, seek the Lord if he's leading you to ask somebody if they are willing to be nominated. And if so, then go to them, ask them if they feel the same. And if so, then you can turn their name in. I do ask, as I shared with you the last couple of weeks, that right now that you would just nominate one person. We had so many people nominated last year. We already have about six or seven uh, that have been nominated this year. Um, and so I just ask that you would only nominate one person. Um, but you say, David, I have several people in mind. Well, I promise you that the Lord will show other people. If you see somebody serving the way that a deacon's called to serve, I'm, I guarantee you other people will see that as well. Also, we have our uh, the Walk for Bibles coming up on October 14th. That's coming up this Saturday, uh, which is part of the Mobile Baptist Association International Ministry. Um, and so when we do that, you're supposed to be, get sponsors. And Luke 4.18 has promised to sponsor every person who goes $100 uh, to go towards Bibles for the international seafarers who come into the port of Mobile. Right now we have, I think, 44 or 45 people signed up. So I'm super excited about that. Let's go on and hit 50 so we can do $5,000 towards Bibles. Um, so we only need about six more people to sign up to, be a, uh, to hit 50. And then also we have our senior adult trip going on April 14th to the 18th. Uh, that's next year. Uh, but if you would like to sign up, I need to know by next Sunday, uh, deposit of $250 that will allow us to know that you are going. Um, this is important so that we can make sure that we get uh, tickets and that we get everything that's needed. Uh, I know it's way in advance, but you got to do things in advance, obviously. So next Sunday is the day to sign up if you're planning on going. We got almost two-thirds of the bus full, so we have a few more spots left. And love for you to come and be a part if the Lord is putting that on your heart. Now, we're going to go into a start our time of worship as Brother Aaron will lead us in song. But I just want you to know, everybody has mentioned to me this morning about what took place yesterday over in Israel. And my heart is uh, beyond broken. Uh, many of you know I have friends over there. I've already contacted all of them. They're okay. They're safe. Uh, but obviously they are about to be in a long-term uh, uh, war. And so during, after our singing, uh, I will come up and we'll have a time of prayer for Israel. Uh, you know, the scripture says to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And so I pray that we would not just take that serious just in a few moments on a Sunday morning, but that we would take that serious every day. And that we'd be praying for those um, who were viciously attacked yesterday and now that which is going to take place in the days to come. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we begin our time. Father, you are holy and there is none like you. Set apart the great I am, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And so as we come into this place today, we know that you are sovereign above all. That you are here with us because of the blood of Jesus. We can 
confidently come before the throne of grace. And so, Father, we pray today that our hearts would be pure before you. Who can ascend the hill of the Lord but who has clean hands and a pure heart? Does not lift up the soul to an idol or swear by what is false. Father, the only way that we can have a pure heart is by receiving the free gift of eternal life through your son, Jesus, that was paid for on the cross. And so, Father, I pray today that as we lift up our song of worship to you, that it would come from a heart that has been cleansed by the blood of Jesus and seeks to glorify your name in all things. Now, Father, we love you, we praise you, and we give you all glory. For it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. 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 Welcome today. We're so glad that you're here. If you're a guest with us, we'd love for you to fill out the welcome card that's in the seat back pocket that's right in front of you. And you can drop one of those off at the, uh, the boxes at the back of the room. And we would love to get you a little bit more information about Luke 418 Fellowship. But for now, we are to worship in spirit and in truth together. Why don't you stand and greet somebody here at Luke 418 Fellowship today. Sing to the King who is coming to reign. Glory to Jesus, the Lamb that was slain. Life and salvation His empire shall bring And joy to the nations When Jesus is King Come let us sing a song A song declaring that we belong to Jesus He's always for his returning we watch we pray for his returning we watch and we pray we will be ready the dawn of that day sing it today we'll join in singing with all the redeemed the Satan is vanquished Sing to the King. 
Amen. First Thessalonians 5 tells us, For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live together with Him. And he tells us later in the chapter what we are to do with this life that we have been given. He says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. To choose Christ. To submit yourself to His authority. That's what God's will for us is. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be what? Will be saved. Let's bless His name together. Blessed be Your name In the land that is plentiful Where Your streams of abundance flow Blessed be Your name Sing it again. Blessed be Your name. Blessed be Your name When I'm found in the desert place Though I walk through the wilderness Blessed be Your name Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be your name when the sun's shining down on me, when the world's all as it should be. Blessed be your name. Amen. Sing this today. Blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering, though there's pain in the offering. Blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name, Lord. You give and take away My heart will choose to say Lord, blessed be your name Sing it if you mean it Give and take away You give and take away My heart will choose to say Lord, blessed be your name Blessed be your 
seated as we continue in worship today. Jesus, you 
love that line, it is written, Christ is risen, right? We find that in the gospel, the thing that we hold on to and know that God has revealed to us. He gives us a love that knows no bounds, a love that went to a cross for you and for me. We already said it today, but anybody that calls on the name of the Lord can be saved. It's a free gift. At the cross is where we meet him. Let's sing about that cross, that sacrifice today. Alas, and did my Savior bleed. Alas, and did my Savior bleed. Father, we know that you have a name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. And you are our Lord that not only is, is just king over our life, but you are the one that died for us and made a way back to God. 
We praise you today, knowing that your ways are higher than our ways and your thoughts are higher than our thoughts today. We know also that everything in this world will pass away, but your word will not pass away. So I pray that we would hide it in our heart, that we would not sin against you, Lord. That everything that we say and everything that we do would reflect you to a world that is waiting and watching to see who this Jesus Christ is that we hold so dear. I pray that we'd be found faithful, Lord. That we would know your word and proclaim your word each and every single day. That we would get to know you better. That we would grow in you, abide in you together with the body of Christ. And go in you to all the world. So that one day when we stand face to face with you, I pray that each and every one of us who says that Jesus is Lord today would would get a well done, good and faithful servant. We love you, Lord. Amen. careful little eyes what you see it's the second glance that ties your hands as darkness pulls the strings be careful little feet where you go for it's the little feet behind you that are sure to follow it's a slow fade when you give yourself away. It's a slow fade when black and white have turned to gray and thoughts invade. Choices are made. A price will be paid when you give yourself away. People never crumble in a day. It's a slow fade. It's a slow fade. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. When flattery leads to compromise, the end is always near. Be careful, little lips, what you say. For empty words and promises lead broken hearts astray. It's a oh, it's a slow fade when you give yourself away. It's a slow fade when black and white have turned to gray and thoughts invade. Oh, choices are made. A price will be paid. From your mind into your hands is shorter than your thinking. Oh, be careful if you think you stand, cause you just might be sinking.
And it's a slow fade when you give yourself away. It's a slow fade when black and white it turns to gray and thoughts invade. Choices are made. A price will be paid when you give yourself away. People never crumble in a day. Daddies never crumble in a day. Families never crumble in a day. Careful little lies what you see. Oh, be careful little eyes what you see. For the Father up above is looking down with love. Oh, be careful little eyes what you see. I asked Brother Aaron to sing that song today because of the message. If you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, open up to Proverbs chapter 4. We're going to be in verse 20. But before we do, I want to take just some time in prayer. As many of you saw on the news, and we spoke about that just a few moments ago, all that took place in Israel, and we are called to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer as we pray. Father, my heart is broken over the news of the unprovoked attacks upon Israel. Father, I believe that you have put a love for Israel in my heart and in the hearts of so many here. And so, Father, as we see that which has taken place, Lord, we just pray for peace. Father, we pray for wisdom. We pray for strength. Father, we pray that you would protect them. Father, that you would place your guardian angels around them. Father, that you would direct them. Father, as we see in the Old Testament, it says that that you will fight for them. And so, Father, we ask, Lord, that you would comfort hearts. May the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Father, I pray, Lord, that that this would be resolved quickly. Lord, I pray that many, even through this, would come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. For what the enemy has meant for harm, you turn for good. And so, Father, we pray that in the midst of this terrible tragedy, that good would come from it. Father, we love you. We praise you. Now, Lord, we ask today that you would empty me and speak. Put me on the front row, Lord. Let me hear what you're saying. Let me place it into my life. Father, we thank you and we praise you and we give you all glory. Amen. Amen. 
Well, as we have been in the book of Proverbs for the last couple weeks, for those who are new today or here for the first time, this is our third week in Proverbs. We're doing a topical study for about 12 to 13 weeks. Sometimes that turns into a couple years, but I do believe that it will only be 12 to 13 weeks. But we're in Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 27. I've titled this Soul Transformation versus Behavior Modification. Uh, I think you'll see the thread of that throughout this passage. This passage speaks of the heart, and many of you know in verse 23, it's one that, that you have memorized, watch over your heart with all diligence, for it flows the springs of life. And I think that verse 23 is kind of the key to this whole passage. So we've got to keep that in mind as we walk through. Now I want to remind you the first week, and even last week, we were just reminded that wisdom has a name. And the name is Jesus. And so when we think about wisdom, we can have a relationship with Christ. And so Jesus is walking with us throughout uh, our life, pouring the wisdom of God into us, pouring the truth into us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us go to the Word and let's read Proverbs 4, verse 20 through 27. My son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. Put away from, from you a deceitful mouth and put uh, devious speech far from you. Let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet, and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right nor to the left. Turn your foot from evil. Now, I love the book of Proverbs. Solomon, as he is pretty much the author of, of the, the whole thing, there's a few Proverbs in there. There's a few words in there that are written or spoken by uh, someone else. But we see here that Proverbs, uh, Solomon is speaking. He says, my son, my son, I want you not to be naive. I want you to understand the wisdom and, and the truth. And in this, he says that you are called to incline, uh, excuse me, you're to keep the word in the midst of your heart. Look in verse 20. It says, I mean, excuse me, in verse 21, keep them in the midst of your heart. What is he saying? Keep my words, keep the precepts, keeps God's wisdom in the midst of your heart. But he says, he tells him how to do this. He gives him this understanding. He says, by inclining your ear to the word and not letting them depart from your sight. Why does he tell them that the way that you keep God's word or the wisdom in your heart is by uh, listening and, and, and your sight? I believe it's because the eyes and the ears are the gateway to the heart. Let me just say that again. The eyes and the ears, they are the gateway to the heart. Verse 20 through 22 kind of speaks of this. It says, my son, give attention to my word. Incline your ear to my saying. Don't let them depart from your sight. Solomon warns his son that he is to look and listen 
uh, on the words of wisdom so that they may be placed in his heart. So how are the ears and the eyes the gateway to the heart? The reason is because what goes in your eyes and what goes in your ear goes down to your heart. Think about this for a moment. Our eyes look upon something and it will infiltrate the heart. What are one of those ways? It's whenever we look at idols in our life and it begins to filtrate our heart. We think, oh, well, it's not going to be that bad just to take a look at this or take a look at that. But what happens is, is it's a slow fade, as Aaron just said, and it slowly sinks into our heart. I, I, I remember Brother Fred sharing an example of this. Some of you may remember that he used to drive past this car that he wanted so bad. And, and he was like, like, he told everybody, it was the lust of the eyes. His eyes, he just kept looking at it, and he kept looking at it, and finally, he bought it. But what he didn't know was, and this was years ago, that the person had ran the mileage way back. So this car that he had had the lust of the eyes over, that he had focused on and gotten down into his heart, he purchased it only to find out that it had already been uh, just driven to uh till the wheels had come off and here he is he's purchasing this buying this because it sank down in his heart because his eyes were continually upon it church what about movies that we watch think about this for a moment as you allow that to enter into your eyes as you watch and even hear what is being spoken it filtrates down into your heart you say oh no i'm okay i'm okay can i tell you i still remember and I, haven't, I don't watch movies very seldom. Every now and then I will. Uh, whenever somebody tells me, hey, this one you've got to see, right? I just don't because I don't want to come up here and preach and that come out of my mouth one day because I infiltrated my heart by watching that. But I can still remember all the way back to high school memories of different movies and, and sayings and things of things that I watched that went down into my heart without even realizing it. Church, we don't even recognize that all throughout our life, there's ads all over. And you know what ads are there for is so that you will find that, that need in your heart. It keeps coming over and over. You see it over and over, and it goes down. It's a need that you say, now I, I, I have to have this. And so we go out and we purchase it. One of the most difficult things that people deal with is pornography. They begin to look at that and, and compromise God's blessing. The enemy is saying, hey, this will, you know, you have a desire for this, so here's a way to fulfill this when God has given parameters in his word. And so they, they look upon that, and next thing they know, it begins to filtrate deep into their heart. But Solomon tells his son, what you need to allow into your heart is God's word. And God's wisdom. What you need to allow to, to penetrate your heart is the word of God. You need to allow your eyes to focus in on the truths of, of that which God has spoken. Recognize the, the, the blessings and the, the faithfulness and who God truly is. And church, do we see that what we look at penetrates into the heart? Solomon also says, that what you listen to goes down into your heart. If you don't believe me, I guarantee you we could sing some songs right now uh, from the 70s or 80s and half of you'd be able to join in and sing them. Why? Because you've heard them over and over and they've gone down into your heart. Church, do we realize that that which we listen to is going into the heart? People say, oh, it's, it's okay for me to listen to this or that. It's not harming me. But what we don't realize is, is that which those songs are saying are 
filtrating into your heart? What about people in your life that you give access to who speak into your life? Have you ever had somebody that just constantly speaks negativity? And you allow them to keep speaking in. And then you find yourself negative towards whatever they were speaking about. Why? Because you're allowing that in your ears through the gateway down to your heart. Church, I think that this is why it's also very important that you always find a place of worship where the pastor is going to preach according to the word of God because as it's spoken, you're listening and that goes down into the heart. If we get up here and we speak and we share things that are contrary to this and we say it enough, guess what's going to happen? You're going to believe it. A friend of mine told me one time that you say a lie long enough, it becomes truth in your heart. Can I tell you that for some of us, that's very true. We have false belief systems that we've allowed to, to infiltrate over and over and over to the point that it has come into the heart. But you know, the difference between these things that infiltrate the heart that, that do negative and those that come in and do positive is the difference between the voice of truth and the voice of lies. Now think about this for a moment. The scripture speaks of this very clearly. It calls the father of lies Satan. And Satan loves to change the blessings of God or manipulate or counterfeit the blessings of God to make you think that that's what God wants for you in your life. But the voice of truth is in alignment with his word, with his truth, and he loves you and cares for you. And as I've said many times, God has given us his precepts not to say, oh, I don't want you to have any fun in life. He's given you the precepts and the, the, the plumb line and the principles so that you would stay safe. That there would be parameters around you to keep you from running out into the street when a car comes that direction. What we must recognize is the parameters that God has given us is because he loves us and he cares for us and he knows what the father of lies will do if you follow. John 8, 44 speaks of the father of lies. It says you are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. I I wish that we could just memorize that, that the enemy, Satan, the devil... The father of lies, there is no truth in him. Even when he spoke God's word against Jesus in the temptation, there was no truth in him because he had manipulated the truth. He had spoken the truth in a manner of trying to get Jesus to disobey God's word. There is no truth in him. He speaks from his own nature. He is a liar and the father of all lies. Church, can I tell you that when you follow, when you allow the father of all lies, when you allow these things to go into your ears and into your eyes, down to your heart, here's what will come about. John 10.10 speaks very clearly. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. When you allow the things of this world to penetrate your ears and your eyes and go into your heart, as Brother Fred often said, it will take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. But praise God that that's not the only voice. There's also the voice of truth. The voice of truth as as casting crowns also saying that that he tells another story. The voice of truth is Jesus as he said in John 14:6, I am the way, I am the truth and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
Jesus prayed over us and he said, sanctify them in, your, in the truth for your word is truth. John 1.14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us and he was full of what? Grace and truth. Church, we have the choice to listen to the father of all lies and allow that to go down into our heart that will lead us to be killed, uh, to be destroyed and killed, or we can listen to the voice of truth, which the second part of John 10.10 says that he came to give you life and life abundantly. So what does the voice of truth say? If the father of all lies is counterfeiting the gospel, if he's counterfeiting and manipulating the blessings of God, what is the voice of truth saying? Well, Ephesians 1 tells us that the voice of truth is saying that you're chosen. The voice of truth says that you're redeemed. The voice of truth says that you're forgiven. The voice of truth says that you have an inheritance in the kingdom of God. The voice of truth says that you're sealed in the spirit of promise. The voice of truth says that you have been adopted children of the most high God. The voice of truth says that he has a perfect plan for you. The voice of truth says that he has works for you to do that he prepared long ago. The voice of truth says this. That his will is good, acceptable, and perfect. Church, will we listen to the voice of truth or will we listen to the voice of lies? Which will we allow to penetrate into our heart? And the way that we allow that to penetrate into our heart is by what we look at and what we receive through our ears. They are the gateway to the heart. Verse 22 then goes on and says this. It says, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. The voice of truth gives life and healing. Remember, the father of all lies comes to uh, steal, kill, and destroy. But the voice of truth gives life and gives healing. I love how Danny Aiken says it this way. He says, wisdom reverses the curse of death. Wisdom is a return to Eden, paradise. Wisdom reverses the curse's effect on the course of your life. Remember, wisdom has a name and his name is Jesus. Jesus reverses the curse of death. How? By giving of his own life for you and for me. We were all born into sin, as the book of Romans tells us. All of us... Uh, Deserved the death and the wrath of God to be upon us. But Jesus, being sinless, not deserving death, went and took death on our behalf. And for those who believe and trust in Jesus as their Lord and Savior, submit to the Lordship of Christ, they will be able to stand before the throne of God by the righteousness of His Son. Wisdom gives life and healing to our bones. Why? Because Jesus conquered death hell in the grave to his sacrifice and praise God being raised from the dead three days later. The voice of truth gives healing and life. Church, which will you allow? It's a slow fade. For those who allow the voice of the enemy to go into their heart, it's a slow fade. You think, oh, I'm good, I'm okay, I can conquer this. Let me tell you something, that's a lie from the pit of hell. 
The voice of truth gives those parameters and guidelines so that we don't step into the false ways of the enemy. So that we don't allow the enemy to come and steal, kill, and destroy in our life. The voice of truth speaks those because he loves you and his will is perfect and right and acceptable. Wisdom gives life and healing, but you must have a heart transplant. You must have a heart transplant. This is what it says in verse 23. I want you to hear this. It says, watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the spring of life. Now, let's be very clear. There is a spring that is flowing from our heart. The problem is, is that some of us have a polluted heart, and some of us have a heart that's been transplanted and is cleansed by the Holy Spirit. Now, think about this for a minute. If there was pollution in Mobile River, and it began to work its way down, and it started to go into Mobile Bay, which used to be called the Bay of the Holy Spirit. So as that pollution is coming down and getting into Mobile Bay, if we said, okay, here's what we need to do. We need to go clean up Mobile Bay. We need to go get all the pollution, clean up Mobile Bay. We spend all of our effort and our time there on Mobile Bay. What's going to happen? More is going to flow down from the source. At church, what we have to realize is, is that if all we do is try to clean up our behavior, we haven't dealt with the source. Uh, see, as, as he's speaking this, that, that this will flow from our heart, our heart is polluted because we're born into sin. Proverbs twenty-eight twenty-six says this, he who trusts in his own heart is a fool. He who trusts in his own heart is a fool. Can I tell you what your heart leads you to? For those who are believers, you look at Ephesians chapter 2 and it says formally, praise God. But for those who are not believers in Christ, this is who you are now. It says this in verse 2 and 3 of Ephesians 2. In which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working the sons of disobedience. Among them too you formerly lived in the lust of the flesh, indulging in the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. Church, if you simply try to clean up the pollution that is coming forth from your heart by dealing with the, the, the symptoms, then it's called religion. It's just behavior modification. And Jesus even spoke of this very clearly when he was talking to the Pharisees. The Pharisees' hearts were far from Christ, but yet they had tried to clean up their act. They had tried to follow all the rules that, that they had seen in Scripture, but then add it to their interpretation. And here's what Jesus says in Matthew 15. You hypocrites, rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you. This people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrine the precepts of men. But then it says this in verse 10 and verse 11. I love this. Jesus called the crowd over to him and he said to them, Hear and understand. It is not what enters into the mouth that defiles the man, but what proceeds out of the mouth. This defiles the man. Jesus is speaking here saying that the Pharisees basically had behavior modification. They were trying to clean up Mobile Bay without dealing with the source of the pollution. They were trying to show how clean all Mobile Bay looks, but yet they weren't going back and, and dealing with what was coming forth from their heart. Church, we need a heart change. 
every person needs a heart change. We must go to the source and clean up the source. Now, we can't do that. Why? Because it requires Jesus Christ giving us a transformed heart. I love what it says in Ezekiel 36, 25 through 27. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues. And you will be careful to observe my ordinances. Church. How do we deal with the source? We recognize that our heart is sinful. We recognize that there is nothing that we can do apart from Christ Jesus to reconcile ourselves to God. There's no way that we can clean ourselves up enough to stand before the holiness of God. And so what are we called to do? We simply come to Christ just as we are. We submit to the Lordship of Christ, and as Romans 10, 9, and 10 says, if we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. With the heart a person believes resulting in righteousness, with the mouth he confesses resulting in salvation. You know, I love how in the book of John, Jesus goes on and speaks about those who hear the word of God. And this is what he says. I want you to look closely at the reflection back to Proverbs 4.23. It says this in verse 37 through 39 of John 7. Now on the last days, the great day of the feast, Jesus took and cried out saying, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. What is he saying? Come to Christ, drink of living water, salvation, submission to the Lordship of Christ. It says this, He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. See, when Jesus transforms our heart through salvation, then rivers of living water flows from our heart. And then he even says this even further. He says, but this he spoke of of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For the Spirit was not yet given because Jesus had not yet been glorified. Church, what do we see here? We see and recognize that our heart flows out something. It's either going to flow out pollution because it's dead, sinful, or it's going to flow out springs of living water because it's been transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the heart of stone has been replaced with a heart of flesh that Jesus has given us, a heart transplant. See, this is soul transformation, not simply behavior modification. Now, I want to stop here and just say, in some sense, I I like point two to go before point one. And the reason I say that is because if you don't have a heart transplant, if you have not trusted in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you trying to change what you're looking at and change what you're hearing isn't going to simply uh, change your heart. Now, but this is what will happen. If you begin to look at God's Word and listen to God's Word, then yes, it will bring about a change of heart through the power of the Holy Spirit, bringing conviction in your heart. But church, for those who are in Christ Jesus... What we are allowing to go into our transformed heart by what we look at and by what we hear is going to be shown through our actions. 
Our actions will reveal the state of the heart. Our actions will show the state of the heart. Look at what it says in verse 24 through 27. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put a devious speech far from you. The first thing we see here is that we are called to put away false speech or devious speech. We're called to uh, watch over what we say and make sure that it's speaking life. Now, we're going to talk about this more in depth in the days to come as we look at speech because it's all throughout Proverbs. But we recognize that when we have a transformed heart, we are allowing the things of God, the voice of truth to go in through the gate to the heart. The action that will come forth is that of the Holy Spirit. Mark 7, verse 20 through 23 says this, That which proceeds out of the man, that is what defiles the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, fornication, thefts, murder, adultery, deeds of coveting and wickedness, as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things proceed from within and defiles the man. Look, the way that we speak and the way that we act shows and reveals the truth of our heart. It shows and reveals the truth of our heart. If this is what's coming forth from our heart or from our mouth in Mark 7, if, if we are speaking and proceeding of evil thoughts coming forth and all these things, murderous thoughts and adultery and all these things are coming forth from our mouth and from our actions, it shows that we have a polluted heart. Church, we must recognize that The actions and that which is said shows the truth of our heart. Matthew 12 speaks of this again. He says in verse 34, it says, You brood of vipers, talking about the Pharisees, how can you being evil speak what is good? For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. The good man brings out of his good treasure what is good, and the evil man brings out of his evil treasure what is evil. But I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an account for it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. You say, David, you mean to tell me all I got to do is speak good things and that I'll be justified? And what that scripture is saying is that by your words it will prove and show your heart. It will show and reveal the status of your heart, whether it's simply been uh, still polluted or whether it's been transformed by Christ. He continues on and he says this, let your eyes look, this is verse 25, let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Church, we must recognize that our actions as well shows and reveals the status of our heart. James chapter 1 says, prove yourself doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. Now, I want you to understand that there are going to be times where believers, those who are born again, who have a transformed heart, that they stumble, that they walk in sin and allow the voice of the the father of lies to speak into their ears and, and go into their eyes. And in that is going to produce a grieving of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to walk in sin. There's going to be that action that takes place. Let me give you an example. If I'm walking through a parking lot... And I pick up my phone and start texting. There's a chance that I'm going to walk into a parked car. 
And there's also a chance that I'm going to walk in front of a moving car. Have you ever done that before? Nobody? Oh, I see a few hands raised. Some of y'all just don't want to admit that you're texting and walking. It's hard to do both at the same time. But what I want you to see is, is that when I get my eyes off of the direction that I'm supposed to be going and I look down and I allow this lapse of judgment, I, can, I lose focus. So guess what? If there's a hole, I'm going to step in it. If there's a parked car in front of me and I've lost my direction, I'm going to hit it. If I walk out in front of a moving car, there's a good chance they're going to hit me. Because I lost my focus. Which goes back to point one. The gateway to the heart is our eyes and our ears. What Solomon is saying to his son here is this. Is that yes, you need, you have to have a heart change. Your heart must be pure before God. But your actions are going to reveal all the way back to what you're allowing into your heart. All the way back to uh, what you're looking at and what you're listening and allowing to to hear. Uh, Paul, I mean Paul, Solomon is saying to him that your eyes must be focused and your ears must be listening to God's holy word. Otherwise, the action that's going to come forth is you running off course. So church, as we look at this passage Verse 27 says, do not let, turn to the right or to the left, turn, uh, turn your foot from evil. And all of that takes place by what you're putting into your heart. We must have a heart transplant that the source is clean and pure. So therefore the, the, the rivers of living water will come forth from our life to the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is what will show the truth of our heart. People ask me all the time, David, are you sure that it's not works that, that, that uh, brings about salvation? Because the book of James sure speaks about that in some ways. And the book of James is saying that your works will show the truth of your heart. He's not saying in the book of James that, hey, we've got to work up our salvation. He's simply saying that if you truly have a heart transplant, if you're truly focusing in on the word of God, if you're allowing the the voice of truth to come into your ears and through your eyes, then you're going to be a doer of the word. I love what one of my friends who's in here today says this. He says that we don't have faith by works. We have a faith that works. Why? Because our faith in Christ changes our heart and therefore the Holy Spirit, by abiding and dwelling in in Christ, produces fruit in our life. So I want to close with this passage. I want to close with Hebrews 3 verse 15. This is what is said, I love this, quoting back to the Psalms. In Hebrews 15, 3.15, excuse me, he says, Today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as when they provoked me. Speaking back to the nation of Israel and how they provoked God and and hardened their heart towards Him. Uh, Church, if you're here today and Christ is your Lord and Savior, the question is, what are you allowing through the gate down to the heart? Are you allowing the voice of truth? Are you letting the Father of lies speak into your life? If you're not a believer in here today, this passage is so clear that if you hear his voice today, if you listen and receive, we saw in Proverbs that it said in verse 22, 
chapter 4, that there will be healing to you, healing to your life. That healing is the restoration that Jesus brings through his salvation. Don't harden your heart. Hear that which God is speaking to you today and walk in obedience. 